Welcome to the Fangirl 5! This is an anime podcast where we pick five anime that we like and one that we don't. We talk about them every week, and I'm Lee! I'm Andy! And it's the finale! <laughs> Summer's over! It's time for fall! Get out your pumpkin spice and have a ball! <laughs> a blah. A blah. Sorry, you're right. I fucked that up. Um... How dare you? How, <laughs> How dare, dare you, madam? How dare me? A blall, for those who are new to our friendship, um, is a combination between a blast and a ball. It's the best time you'll ever have. Um, and that's what this episode is. The blall episode. And I'll be fucking damned if that's not the name of our last episode. It's going to be a blall. Um... So yeah, this is the last episode that we're recording uh, for a while. We're going to go on a little bit of an indefinite hiatus while, like, <laughs> just life gets back together. Podcast is, like, so much fun, but also so time-consuming. <laughs> and only because you won't let anyone else edit. <laughs> I know. Well, the editing isn't even that big of a thing. It's just, you know, like, everything all at once. But it is very fun, and... Yeah, we'll be back someday, eventually, when we're famous, and actually we'll have listeners. <laughs> Shout out to the people who listen to this. You were rad. You still are. Stay true to you. Um, but number one on our Fangirl 5... Oh yeah, I guess one more thing. We mentioned this last episode, but it is going to be a slightly longer episode, mm. because we're going to do two episodes of Nights and Magic, and we're going to do our anime awards. <laughs> we're going to do all of that in one episode. So buckle up for a two-hour extravaganza. <laughs> Calling it now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but number one on our Fangirl 5 is Magical Circle Guru Guru. And a what? A wrap-up! <laughs> Considering that it's only halfway through the series. I know! It's episode 12 of like 25 or something like that. And it's like, hey, let's put a nice little bow on <laughs> literally the series up till now. <laughs> it's really well done. I know. And it was such a good episode. It's so good. <sighs> okay. So, I want to say that it felt like a finale because there wasn't an opening in the beginning, but that's like half of the episode. <laughs> I know. So, really, that wasn't significant at all, but what can you do? Okay, so where we left off last time, the Chancellor has taken the princess in the banana moon, and he's taken <laughs> off, and... <laughs> this sounds so fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm like, serious face. He took the princess in the banana moon, and he left. He can't. The banana moon. Not the banana moon. moon. Fuck! The banana moon! moon. It's gone. It's the Da Vinci Code, but it's the Banana Moon Code. The Banana Moon Code. Let's. I'm going to steal Bananas and the declaration of the Banana Moon. <laughs> that was my Nick Cage impression. <laughs> You're beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, so Nick Cage stole the Banana Moon and the princess, and he <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> But fortunately, Nikkei and Kukiri have surrounded themselves with the most competent people on the planet. Which, in this planet, in this world, is very hard to do. It really is. They have been surrounded by imbeciles for, like, 11 episodes. And then suddenly, 
competency brought to you by like four different people. So I will say that like the on the list of competent people that we had at the end of the last episode, there was uh, the dark lady, which is what I will now call her because I still don't know her name. Juju, Juju. the thief uh, boss. boss, yeah. And also, I said Toma and that random girl, but I do want to discredit Toma for not doing a goddamn thing. thing. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) He appeared in the episode at the end of the episode. He was, like, halfway through, because he was supposed to be making, like, some item that was supposed to help him. And then, spoiler alert, they solve the problem, and they come back, and they're, Toma, where's our fucking item? And he's like, uh, so, I didn't do that. (laughs) Also, I'll be staying. Thanks, Toma. You were great. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, at least we have three competent people hanging out with Kukiri and Gay. Yes. Gipple's there too, apparently. <laughs> he appeared for like five seconds. <laughs> he has kind of been absent. He doesn't know what to do in the face of all this competency. He's used to like screaming about the North North Man, like <laughs> doing dumb shit. And now he's like, what do I do with these guys? Um... No, I can't fix this problem because there is no problem because they know what they're doing. They're fixing it already. Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> also, I think he probably feels Juju's like murderous intent towards him because if you will recall, Juju uh, was sleeping in his tent and saw his little butt and said, "I'm gonna murder it." <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he probably senses that and didn't want to come out as long as she was a member of the party. <laughs> it's so good so we've got this elaborate plan to get into the uh into the palace they've disguised themselves as uh like wandering worshippers with a gift (laughs) and they're allowed in uh the thieves like kind of board up the castle so that no like reinforcements can go in to help the bad guys and they have, like, the sleeping gas. So it's, like, Kukiri, the thief boss, Juju, and the dark lady. And they're all, like, dressed up as, like, temple holy people. And they've got temple-y, a box. And they're, like, we've got a gift. And the guy's, like, what's inside of it? And she's, like, it's a present. And it pops open and it's Nike. <laughs> With this sleeping herb and a fan and he just waves it at people. <laughs> With a dumb face on, as Nike is wont to do. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> Like... Huh. That's the sound Nikkei is. <laughs> like, if you hold up a cone to his soul, you just hear, huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they get in, and uh, the Chancellor is talking about how he's going to feed the princess some food and turn her into a duck, like, pretty early. So, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, poison her and turn her into a duck. And, um, so they're looking for the Chancellor, and they find this door labeled Chancellor. (laughs) And they're like, it cannot be that easy. (laughs) I mean, no, it's not the Chancellor, but there's this guy. The Chancellor of Food! (laughs) It's the palace chef. (laughs) He's like this, like, wah! Like, yeah. You know? If Waluigi was a chef. (laughs) Wah! He's awesome. And uh, he teaches Nikkei how to cook. <laughs> They've got shit to do, but Nikkei takes time to learn how to cook. It's very good. And he keeps saying, like, embrace the fire. Yeah, you've got to learn to control the fire. 
Nikkei's like, yeah, make it food. And they're like, what the fuck? Where did Nikkei go? Um, the thief does steal some food and he eats it. And he's like, the dark lady's like, what you doing? And he's like, I'm just really curious about I've how always wanted to try eat. palace food. Yeah. So <clears throat> keep an eye on that one. <clears throat> so they keep walking. Uh... Kukiri goes back for Nikkei, and then she's like, okay, well, I know how to catch up with everyone else. It, like, opens a door to another dimension. dimension. And the funny joke was Nikkei being like, you got us so lost that we went through another dimension. <laughs> like, that was funny. But then we catch up with the Dark Lady and Juju, and they're like, yeah, she's a high enough level mage that she could do this now. Like, doors and windows and mirrors and stuff are easily accessible to the, the Dark Realm, which is, like, on top of ours. So, she just keeps opening doors to, like, <laughs> demons. Just nonchalant. And the, we get, like, a, a mini montage of her and Nikkei going through this, these dark worlds. And she's living. <laughs> she's just, like, laughing. And he is terrified. He's getting attacked. <laughs> um, so then what happens between that and finding the princess? Anything? I don't think so. Because mm. then they find the princess, and they're like, don't eat the food. <laughs> and she's like, I oh, they have a mini, they have a mini-match with the uh, with the chancellor okay, in his yeah. garden. Yeah. Where you keep popping his head out of place. I forgot that that happened first. Yeah, you're right. I was like, there's something there. Yeah. They fought. He had, like, a cloud that shot fire. They chased him around for a little <laughs> bit where he kept popping his head up. It was dumb. And, and we <laughs> see the angels... Yes, the angels. And they blast off again. Oh my gosh. So, like, there's this monster that is, like, shooting fire and, um, struggling to remember anything after that really rad finale. Um, Kukiri. No, you're, I think, are you, I think you're jumping to the last, to the final boss. I'm thinking about how she got her thing burned off. Oh, the cloud. Yeah, the cloud. He was okay. shooting fire, and there was fire everywhere, and she gets a little touch oh, of yeah. her. She gets, so, the dark woman, no, Juju, gets, uh, has a little fire, like, on her robe, and the dark lady pats it out, and Juju has a little fire on her robe, like, right in the middle of her Kukiri. chest. Kukiri. Has one right in the middle of her what chest. What did I say? Juju. God damn it. <laughs> Juju had the first one, and then Kukiri had another one right in the middle of her chest. Yes. And she's like, oh no, I need to get it put out, and you just see this hand go, boom. And put it out, and it's Nikkei, and he has a stupid face. <laughs> He's just got a dumb face on. It's like, hey, <laughs> like classic Nikkei. But Kukiri's having a moment, and she's like, "Oh my god, he saved me with his bare hands." It's actually a really touching scene. They do like a little like panorama thing, and they're like both blushing a little bit, and that's when the angels show up because they like sense the love, and then um. <laughs> He takes away her hand, and there's just a patch of skin underneath, and she screams at him. And the angels get blasted off yep. without introducing themselves. And So they have to come up with a plan for Juju to be, for, God, for Kiri to be able to use Guru Guru. Yeah. They want her, the Dark Lady wants her to use the serpent one, which is the fire snake. 
And Kukiri's like, I can't use juju magic or use guru. God, see, now I'm doing it too. I can't use guru guru magic because if I take my hands away from my chest, everyone will see my, my skin. And Nikkei's like, also, why would she want to cast fire in fire? We're on fire. Fire is the thing of the day. Why do we want to add more fire to this fire? Fire. You just see, there's one scene where he's like, wow, fire, and then, like, he harkens back to his cooking training that he had two seconds ago. It's like, embrace the fire, and he's sauteing, uh, like, vegetables on the fire. No! The fucking chef shows back up. He's like, you have to take control of the fire. He's like, you're right, and he starts fucking cooking, and the chef's like, my job here is done, and he jumps over the ledge. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> He but, fucking jumps off of a four-story window, like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, the Chancellor of Cooking. So, uh, yeah, basically the plan, they, like... Get to a fountain, jump in, arise. <laughs> Nikkei's, like, holding up, like, something to His cover frying up. pan. His frying pan. <laughs> From cooking. To cover up Juju's... Kukiri's. God! <laughs> to cover up Kukiri's... Flesh spots. His haze. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. It's just like a patch of skin, but it's like right where her tetes would be. It's where her cleavage would be. Had she had any. Um, if homegirl was sporting some cleavage. Yeah. And this gives her enough, like, height and, like, coverage... To cast a, a guru guru in the air. Yeah, and it, like, shoots all... It, the fire hits the cloud, pushes all the air to the back of the cloud, so the cloud explodes. Yay. So, <laughs> then we find the princess. She's in a tower. They're, like, running up there. Andy says, don't eat the food. Kagiri bursts in the door. Don't eat the food. <laughs> it was very good. I love it when we say things two seconds before the people on the show say them. It's very funny. It needs to be documented for posterity. Um, so, yeah, they're, like, bursting, and they're like, don't eat the food. And she's like, what are you talking about? I just finished eating a wonderful meal. And they're like, fuck. Well, <laughs> she's like, why, were you hungry? And they're like, no. <laughs> you're going to be a you're, duck. You're just poisoned. You're going to be a duck. So they're, like, explaining to her how she's probably going to become a duck, but she hasn't turned into a duck yet, so it's probably not that big of a deal. And the dark lady is like, um, it probably takes a while to set in. And then the thief boss says something really cool, and then he turns, turns around. Duckbell. Duckbell. Well, Lindsay goes, duckbell, and then he turns around, duckbell. Duckbell. Um, <laughs> it's very funny. And he's like, oh, shit, I ate that food. It was probably poisoned. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Then, then we get to the final battle. But it's a look. It works for him. It really works for him. Like, <laughs> he just shaved that morning, and so, like, it covers up, like, his, like, freshly shaved baby face, and he doesn't have, like, any weird, like, facial hair going on. It's just a duck bill. And he's got, like, those, like, half-lidded eyes that are just always in, like, I'm hanging around with fuck people, like, all day mode. And then he's got the hair that, like, parts, I don't know, it's a really good look for him. <laughs> It's hard to describe his duck aesthetic, but I like it. So, they go up to the final boss tower, where the little demon guy who hangs out with Raid, who is actually working for Geary, is, 
And he's with the Chancellor, who has the banana moon. <laughs> I just love the banana moon so much. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> and the it's thief the is like... the stupidest plot device. The thief is like, I'll go thief it, because I'm a thief. And that's what thieves do. So he starts jumping across these, like, floating rocks... As the little demon guy is explaining, like, yeah, the banana moon makes people's dreams a reality, so what's the Chancellor's dream? And he's sitting there with a dumb face on. And... To become the world's strongest monster. So he becomes, like, this weird chimera monster thing with, like, a bunch of different parts and shit. He's supposed to be invincible. And he just blasts the thief boss with fire. And Nikkei's like, no, my master! And, like, mourns him before, like, a duck flies into his face. And he's like, what the fuck is this ugly duck doing? And they're like, that's him. He's still alive. And, um... So then the battle ensues. And at first, it seems like a losing battle. Until Juju takes out all the stops. Before we get to Juju... So, <clears throat> giant fire attack, boss dodges, turns into a duck, and they're like, oh, oh, he's still attacking, run through the door, a fire blast, destroys the tower around them, tower bits are falling. <laughs> Cut to Juju. Yeah, um, <laughs> everyone is falling, and, and Juju just whips out her book. <laughs> Juju rips out her book and starts, like, citing things about the end of the world, and... Nikkei's like, what the fuck are you doing? When the banana moon falls into the hands of evil. <laughs> Juju is so cool, I swear to God. She's just like reading a passage from her Bible. And it's so, Nikkei's like, stop, we're dying. And she creates an ark. And then as soon as she's on the ark, she gets like, she like mean mugs. <laughs> And assigns everyone an animal, and she's like, and upon that ark were the monkey, the rabbit, the snake, the frog, the duck, and the juju. <laughs> and they're like, wait, who's who? And she's like, the monkey, and points at Nikkei, and they're like, fuck. The monkey of light. Uh, Cookie Ree was the rabbit, the dark lady was the snake, and the princess was the frog, and, uh, of course, the duck was the duck. And the juju was the juju. Juju was the juju. And she's got, like, this really... She's just so cool when she, like, gets all badass. Her face is, like, all dark. And she's like, <laughs> She loses it. She fucking <laughs> loses her goddamn mind. She, like, turns it up to 500. And, uh... So, Kukiri is, like, inspired and summons a juju that's, like, a little strawberry. After, like, juju, like, takes a piece out of the monster. But he's still standing, and everyone's like, what the fuck? He's supposed to be invincible. Kukiri summons a, like, strawberry. The strawberry serpent. And, uh... I can't remember what happens with the strawberry. All I remember is the next part, which is, like, oh, them about to Nikkei die. Oh, her and Nikkei are writing it. Yeah. And it's firing strawberry bombs at it. Yeah. And he blows a giant ball of fire, and it's coming towards them for about half an hour. <laughs> for about half an hour while we monologue. So, there's, like, this really weird scene where Kukiri's really small, and Nikkei has some really inspiring thoughts. He's like, she's so small. She's the girl who can only dance in magic in circles, circles, and I need to protect her. And he... Ends up as the boss, the thieving boss who taught him all about his thieving ways, which is just another cool thing that I love. He, like, says he stole the fire. Basically, what he does 
is he takes the fire and fashions it into a sword. And he's like, the razzle-dazzle sword of fire that you're only supposed to get after the Fire King, like, accepts you? And he's like, when the fuck was I accepted by the Fire King? Hey. <laughs> you. Chancellor of Co- Chancellor of Food. The <laughs> chef was the Lord of Fire. The Lord of Fire was so fucking good. <laughs> and he appears, he appears in his flying chair and he's like, hey, I'm not going to give you what you're in yet, but... <laughs> Yeah, he's he drives like, away. I'm not gonna tell you who I am, and they're like, "You're in a chariot made of fire." <laughs> oh my god, it was so good! It's just this really cool scene where he's like a thief, and the thief guy is like, "He stole the fire," and the fire guy is like, "Was a dumb joke two seconds ago," and <laughs> and then the angels appear again, and they finally get to introduce themselves because Juju is falling at this point. Kukiri, god damn it, <laughs> take. Finale, drinking game. Take a shot every time Andy has said Juju when he met Kukiri. We're going to have to insert that at the beginning of this. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, she's falling. And Nikkei's like, fuck! And the angels rescue her. And the angels are like, fuck! And they're like, we're because drawn they to good her. hearts. This might have been right before he summoned the fire sword. I can't remember if it was before or after. But either way, they introduced themselves as these angels that follow good hearts. It was after. Because everyone was amazed that... Because <laughs> it's turning into the story that Nikkei was telling yes, them. Yes, it really... It was so, so good. And then uh, he defeats <clears throat> the guy and Kukiri's flying with the angels and he has the banana moon, and with the banana moon, he can make his dreams a reality. So Nikkei shoots lasers out of his eyes. Sunny side up. And the dark lady is like, this sounds really familiar. And she's like, holy shit, it's the story that Nikkei told that was totally bullshit. And now it's a reality, and we all help to become a reality. Really? Fuck. And then later, like at the end of the episode, uh, Juju is flipping through her Bible, and you see an illustrated picture of the battle that he described, and you're like, okay. Like, it's... The dumb jokes become, like, relevant, cool plot points, and, like, the dumb jokes are often foreshadowing, which is so infuriatingly cool about this show. I know. (laughs) So they win, and, uh, they leave, and pretty much everyone separates, like, the thief boss stays, oh, wait, there's the duck thing. Yeah. They go back to the store and they're like, Toma, what the hell? And he's like, I didn't do the thing. It's a I was classic to. spell. It can often be broken in a traditional method. Yeah. The guy is like, he needs to, someone that loves him needs to kiss him. So the princess is like, well, I don't know if it's love, but I do really like him. And so she kisses he him. He gave me a nickname. Oh, God. I ship them so much. So she kisses him. She's four. <laughs> oh, my God. She's probably of legal age. She's a princess. Um, yeah, because you can't be a princess until you're, like, 16. True fact. That's fact. Wikipedia in. I'm 90% certain I'm right. I'm kidding. First of all, no. I know. I'm kidding. I know. Um, so anyway, she kisses him, and it works. Kind mostly. of. Human body duck head. Still giant duck head. And he proceeds to chase Nikkei. And they're like, what happened? And he's like, well, I think he's just really pissed off still. (laughs) He's just like angrily chasing Nikkei. It's really funny. So then he's like, oh, I wish the, like. Might need to be kissed twice. Yeah. He's like, the item master is like. So he turns to the dark lady and she's like, I don't know. But she kisses him and then he turns back into a full human. 
And at the end, his, like, little thieves, like, razz him, like, so which one do you like more? And he's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I like who I like. Him and the princess live in the same city, that's all I'm saying. It could happen. Um... So yeah, he's he goes in t- with his thieves back into the woods. The princess stays in her castle, obviously. Her kingdom is happy now. Toma says he's going to apprentice with the magic uh, item guy. guy. Which is like, good, actually do something with your life, Toma. Juju and the dark lady are separating from Kukiri and Nikkei. And they're like, yep, bye. And the poodle mayor is like, I was here the whole time. And we're like, bull. <laughs> also, Gipple at some point was like, I'm here the whole time. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> and we were also like, bull. <laughs> So then they, it's just Nikkei and Kukiri again. And this usually only lasts for about an episode. I'm sure the North North man will be in the next one or something. <laughs> one can only hope. But they set off and they're like, anyway, back into adventure. Mm, we don't know where the hell we're going. <laughs> End on stupid face. <laughs> it was just really good. It, like all wrapped up neatly with a bow. There was that really cool battle scene. All of the good characters were in the last episode. Like, Juju and the thief boss, who I just... Those two characters are very dear to me. <clears throat> Nikkei did some really cool stuff, and I I love Nikkei. Like, a lot. <laughs> He's my favorite character in this show. Yeah. And he did some actually cool stuff, which is why I like Nikkei. Because 80% of the time, he's... <laughs> but then 20% of the time, he's actually a really cool hero. <laughs> When he remembers that he's the hero. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually does something. I don't know. So I loved this show. It was good. <laughs> I love this show so the much. The characters, the stylization was endearing. It was so good. <clears throat> the constant, like, 8-bit and video game references. And it was, it's 100% chibis. Like, 10,000% of the time chibis. There are, like, occasional jokes where they have, like, Bishonen faces and stuff, but they are chibis the whole time. So if that's not something you can work with, maybe you need to go somewhere else. But I would encourage you to try it out because it's very funny and occasionally very epic. There's, like, good character development despite it's, like, contrary to seeming that way. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about this one episode for half an hour. hmm I love this show. <laughs> So the biggest problem is, <clears throat> although it is only 12 episodes, set aside a year of your life because these episodes take forever. Yeah, they're only, they're regular 20 minute episodes, but you feel like you've aged. <laughs> By the time you come out, you're like, was that a full length movie? <laughs> like every half hour. It's like, there's so much that happens. I have been talking about the show longer than we watched the show today. <laughs> It's a real struggle. But God, I love it. Anyway, it's very funny. It's very dumb. I love Magical Circle Guru Guru. I suggest it. I recommend it. Anything else about Magical Circle Guru Guru? Other than it's wonderful. It to do? I know. Goodbye, North North Man. You will be missed. No, you won't. <laughs> Goodbye, Gipple. I will not miss you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gibble can, can go away. Gibble can go away. Um, I guess we'll catch you after our number two. Number two on our fangirl five is fastest finger first. <laughs>
a love story between two teens and they're quizzing. <laughs> Sonohara and Kushiyama. Sonohara is so in love with Koshiyama, so that statement isn't even, like, wrong. <laughs> True, though. He, he threw the game for himself. He's like, okay, this is jumping ahead, but he's like, I threw the game because I cheated. Are you happy? But really, he was like, I threw the game because the guy I want to sleep with is flirting with that other guy, and it's driving me nuts, and I can't be in the same room with them. Also, I'm 12. Also, I'm 12 and very gay for Koshiyama. I want that Koshi dick. <laughs> you want that what? The Koshi dick. Would you Would you settle for a dicker doodle? <laughs> dicker yama? A dicky yama. A dicky yama? <laughs> That's what I'll settle for. That's Koshiyama wearing a dicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in this episode, uh, so much stress. We picked up where we left off with the whole, like, Murikama could win in one answer, Koshiyama could win uh, if he buzzed in, but then he didn't, so that it's like, oh god, what's gonna happen? <sighs> it was Sonohara who buzzed in, and it was this fucking complicated question where they had to guess which day of the week this, these random, like, historical dates were on, and they only had, like, one date to go off of, and so Murikama's, like, math, which is beyond me. Uh, yeah. God bless. <laughs> Uh, Koshiyama is like, let me do some real obscure history, like, recalling here. And I mean, his history recalling was incredible. incredible. So, I remember reading about this coup, but it didn't say what day it was, but his wife was at a, was at a wed, was at a hotel. She had to rush back home from a wedding, because she was at a hotel, she was at a, she had to rush back from a hotel, which she was at because of a wedding. That's what it was, yeah. And weddings, people didn't usually have Saturday off from work, so everything was, weddings were either on Sundays or holidays, so it had to be a Sunday, so, Sunday? It was incredible. They came at the same answer, but through different means. Typically, this would mean that Murikama wins, because he would get one point, and he would be at 20, and Koshiyama would be at, like, I don't even remember what he was. He was, like, 18 or something like that at that point. Um, but Sonohara flips up his thing, and he also has written down, air quotes, Sunday. <laughs> so he gets three points and can distribute them however he wants. Keep in mind, he only has three points himself. So... He, of course, decides to not take those points and decides to fuck someone else over instead. Which is like, you know, he's playing this game the way that I think, like, a person would play it. Maybe not give all three points to that one person, but, like, people got real mad about that. And I was like, I mean... The rules. Probably just the way he delivered it. He was being a real, real big D-bag. Yeah. <laughs> he was being a real asshole about it. Well, here's the... It's kind of funny because he started, he was like, what do I do with these points? Everybody here wants to win, so I should make, everybody wants me to take them away from the person in the lead. And then Makurion was like, just fucking do it. You're wasting our time. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. You lose all three points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Um, and then he tries to be like, Koshiyama, now you're in the lead. You're welcome. And Koshiyama's like, no, you're a dick. I'm not going to thank you. For hurting my boyfriend that way. 
So, so Sonahara withdraws and walks out. That's exactly how it happens. Like, Murikama and uh, Koshiyama have, like, a moment right then and there in this t- time of trial. And Sonahara is like, actually, fuck this. And he just walks away. And his club leader chases after him. His sister tries to, but everyone's like, no, you're, like, running a thing. You gotta stay here. And she's like, You're, like, God. in charge. <laughs> if you leave, nothing will get done. <laughs> you're the only competent person here. <laughs> Which is sad. <laughs> but his uh, club leader, him, him and his club leader, the fox-eyed guy, they have pretty precious moment because he's like interrogating him outside a bathroom and Sonohara was like look I wrote the kanji in such a way that it could have either been Sunday or Monday okay are you happy I cheated so I withdrew like sorry I didn't feel good being there with all those righteous son of a bitches when I was like you know me and his club leader (laughs) his club leader was like okay I'm proud of you for that but you're not done with quiz yet. I can see it in your eyes. You've got the quiz eyes. So, like, come back with me. We're going to finish watching this. And this bitch, I love him so fucking much. Dude, don't get me wrong. I love Sonohara. <laughs> he just sulks in the corner for the rest of the episode. <laughs> He's just like, I'm sitting here, and that's it. If I got to be here, this is where I'm sitting. <laughs> Fuck all, y'all. He's, he's the purple blonde hair piss baby. He is... Committed to the pettiness. <laughs> yes. He, he just walked in. He was like, "Today I shall be petty, yeah. and no one will persuade me to be otherwise." <laughs> Pretty much. And begin. <laughs> so, moving forward with the quiz bowl. Now we've got like Koshiyama and uh, Mukuriyama still like head to head. If Koshiyama gets one point right, he'll win. It's like reverse tables. So, of course, the next question is just kind of like a throwaway moment where someone else buzzes in and Koshiyama answers wrong. So he doesn't win, and the guy who wins subtracts a point from him. Um, so now they really are, like, neck and neck, and it's anyone's game. And uh, the question is Christian in knowledge, or cr- Christian in, what's the word? Category? Yeah. Christian in essence, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Eh, you know what I mean. It's Christian. Today's Christian. category is Christianity. Yep, it was Christian. So, um, which is like, you know, the school, like that's their thing. They're like, yeah, Christianity. You know Jesus? He's in this quiz bowl. He's in this. He's. Do you, are you feeling Jesus in you, this quiz bowl tonight? You wouldn't know it with Sonahara there, but Jesus was present. Um, you know they aren't. They just feel in Sonahara. They are, really. He's, like, all up in everyone's grill. He's, like, he's served a look. He's the, he's the snake in the Garden of Eden. Mm. Oh, I just called a fictional quiz bowl a Garden of Eden. That's fine. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're just, like... That's how deep in the anime I am. Basket to hell. <laughs> just decorating it away. <laughs> I want to make sure it's pretty when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna get to hell as a Christian and be like, "Look, I know I was rooting for the other guy, but I clearly didn't do something right. So I made you some bread as an apology. Uh, bread, pretty basket. I made it while I was watching anime. <laughs> Thanks for anime, by the way." No. <laughs> Oh my god, I saw a post today on Facebook. It was these two girls, they had like 
schoolgirl skirts on, and they were covered with a sheet, and the sheets had giant anime eyes drawn on them. We a booze. It's me. <laughs> That's so real. That's like us. We're almost to Halloween, and we're we a booze today. Um. So anyway, the Christ question. Uh everyone has a different answer. I was really rooting for the kid that answered Amen. <laughs> the question was like, as a site of Christian, like Christian pilgrimage, Rich. something, 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 Christ's crucifixion, question cut off. So they're trying to decide what site of like this pilgrimage is. And there's, from Koshiyama's perspective, a few different places it could be just based on his whole like crucifixion journey and like all that shit. Murikama figures it out pretty quickly. A kid writes Amen. God bless him, like, honestly. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Koshiyama's first answer was correct. Mm. And then he got too deep into his own fucking head. Yeah. Yep, he did. He kept thinking, it's this, no, it's this, no, it's this. Um, and to be fair to the kid who said Amen, the question... Listen, I've been watching Quiz Bowl for a while, but for all I fucking know, it could have been, uh, the site of Christian's crucifixion pilgrimage place that people go to is the Garden of Gazebos, but what is the thing that Christians say at the end of their prayers? Like, that could have been the question. And I would be like, yeah, that's a Quiz Bowl fucking thing to do. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh man. I he, was the only, he was the only bitch who knew. <laughs> I didn't even capture that. Just... Oh man. Yeah, reaction, that'd be a good reaction, reaction Jim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he looks so like forlorn holding the Amen's on to it. It would be very good. Um, anyway, so Morikama gets it right. And he wins the round. And so there's this moment where Koshiyama and him and Koshiyama have like a moment where Koshiyama uh is like, you know. I don't even remember. But anyway, he's walking away, and Murikama is Via, like... Uh, so Yeah, he's like, what did your answer mean? What is that? And Koshiyama's like, oh, it's... The last street that Jesus walked on. <laughs> yeah. Non-educated swine. Yeah, and Murikama is just kind of like, oh, yeah, I knew that. And Koshiyama's <laughs> like, you didn't know that? And he was like, shut up. I'm going to beat you someday. <laughs> and it's like... Revenge! <laughs> He keeps doing this where he beats Koshiyama, but he recognizes that Koshiyama is, like, smarter than him sometimes. And so he's like, yeah, I beat you technically, but, like, have I really beat you? Like, God, I gotta strike I'm going harder. to win every time, but you're still, like, smart. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, the winner of the quiz bowl at the very end is, of course, our president, Sasajima. Literally, like, not human. <laughs> no. He's actually a computer in a human flesh body, being like, he's up there. If you look close enough, he's he like, is, boop, beep, boop. He is a computer. Computing. And his baby sits in his pocket. I'm gonna die. That's the best and most pure and only, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with a C. Theory that we need. I know, theory doesn't start with a C, but I couldn't think of my word. <laughs> What's the word? Conspiracy? No. Conspiracy theory. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Whatever. The fuck. You know what? That. That's canon. <laughs> he is the offspring of, um, fuck, what's her name? Akimis Trip. Momo? No, wait. The robot. Um, 
poop. Just puke something. Puko. <laughs> Puko! <laughs> <laughs> He's Puko's baby. Puko! Puko was the most... Puko pure. and Akiba had a baby. <laughs> yes, Puko and a city had a baby. <laughs> I'm here for it. And that's him, and that's why he knows everything. Like, yeah. Um... And then at the very end, Koshiyama and Murikama have this moment where Koshiyama's running out. And he's like, Murikama, I'm going to beat. And Murikama's like, shut up. If you're about to say me, then you're not a worthy opponent. Because I only want an opponent who reaches for the top. And Koshiyama's like, I'm reaching for the top. And then I sat here for like 20 minutes talking about how much I love fucking rival relationships that are like, I'm, you're not a worthy rival if you're not the best. Uh-huh. And I just like, I'm emotional about it. I'm having such a day about it. <laughs> They're so good. It's okay. Oh yeah, Sonohara cried at the end. He walked away with his mascara running. He's so good at the end. Him, yeah, at the very end, he like tried to escape and his club president and his sister both caught up with him and uh, his sister was like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill you when we get home. And he was like, thanks, sis, and trying to walk away again. And his club president was like, anyway, we're still meeting for Quiz Bowl every day this week. Please come. And he's like, okay. Crying. <laughs> Crying. Gay! Ugh! I love this show! <laughs> such good characters! Everyone is so pure! Such, such gay. Everyone is gay. Much gay. Everyone is gay. Everyone is gay. Everyone is on the other side of the team. Everyone is queer. It's funny because Tegan and Sarah wrote that song and they are gay. I know. Um, Just like everybody. Because <laughs> everyone's gay. Yeah. I love this anime. Let's gush about this anime. Remember when everyone would clap for buzzer test? Oh my god. Remember buzzer how that is? <laughs> They, we didn't get a buzzer test. Well, no, not in the, They were in, like, the knee-thick, deep... Yeah, they, like, end on a buzzer test. They're all in their <laughs> classroom buzzer testing and clapping. That's no, I mean, scene. I don't think we got a buzzer test for, like, the actual meat. I don't know. That was so long ago. I ain't got the energy for it. But there were buzzer tests that people clapped for and they were all good. They were all so, so good. There were multiples of them. The first time it happened, we were just like... "Uh." Okay! (laughs) And then every time it happened after that, we were like, yes. (laughs) We were like, every time they would do a buzzer test, Andy and I would literally be sitting here holding our breaths going, don't let us down. And then they would clap and we'd be like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Well, once you set it up, <laughs> we have expectations. <laughs> but like the animation was so fluid and good and unnecessarily good for an anime uh, that was mostly talking. An anime that was one hundred percent exposition. One thousand percent. It never stopped with the exposition. If you're not into exposition, this is not the anime for you. <laughs> Literally. The last episode was still 50% exposition. It's incredible. It was so dumb. It was so But we got it. It didn't open with the opening, so it ended with the opening, which was kind of weird. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Well, usually, like, they'll play, like, the song over, like, a scene. No, we got just the the fucking opening. Yeah, well, this is the season for, uh... For irregular openings, because Magical Circle Guru Guru, like, every other episode is like, I think I'm special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Time to run the credits over some panels. 
Uh, into it. Anyway, I guess we'll be back after our number three, right? Yes. We're, which will be in two parts. So look forward to never ending us talking about robots. Nights magic. Yep. Robots. Number three on our fangirl five. Part one. Boruto, Naruto Next Generation, episode 28. <laughs> nice. Actually, Good job, Boruto. Wouldn't it technically Boruto, Boruto's dad's next generations? Boruto's, Bor- Boruto's dad, next generations? Naruto, Boruto's dad, next generations. Boruto. Nar- Boruto's dad, next generations. Yeah, Boruto's dad. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Knights of Magic is the one that <laughs> it's not, it's not Boruto's dad, it's the one with, about Ernie and the robots. Um, uh, and the dragon robot. Mmm, dragon. <laughs> There's a dragon in it. Hey, do you like dragons? Do you? Do you like dragons? I'd like to learn how to train one. Okay, but do you like dragons? Like, you think they're cool? Like, tell me. Like, be honest. Do you really like dragons? I do. Good, because I'm going to be dragging these nuts across your face later. And water on the computer. No! <laughs> Ginger ale. It'll only heal it and make it stronger. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, Knights of Magic, dragon. So, there's a dragon. And... Uh, I said that joke because that's pretty much what uh, the bad guy is doing to Ernie. He's like, you like dragons? Because <laughs> I'm be dragging these nuts across your face later. Like, they are in a heated rivalry. Also in love. Yeah, probably. Just a little bit. Just like a little bit of love. Um, Just a little bit of love? A lot. A uh, lot of it of love. Yeah, a lot of little bit. Um, so, Ernie's like, I'll fight the dragon. That goes over well for him. I, I mean, he doesn't technically lose. Technically. Um, and uh, Miss Piss Scaredy Blondie Guy, he's fighting a green new character, new character, who Sword. I'm supposed to care about. New sorty guy. <laughs> With green hair and, like, an undercut and an emo swipe. And he, he has literally these... wears his hair the way I used to when I went, when I know. I went dancing. He's incredible. And he's got these weird tags all up and down his arms and legs on his clothing that make no sense and piss me off. <laughs> and I'm supposed to care about this motherfucker. <laughs> I just don't anymore because all the characters <laughs> in this place are the same. Like, he's just the dead prince with more tolerable hair and less tolerable clothing. <laughs> they even gave him the dude's robot. They were like, see this robot? You're a really good knight. You do it. He's like, cool. I'm gonna go stabby stab. Like, yeah, I know your type. <laughs> Yeah, I know your type. Your type is everyone in this GD country except your one really cool eye patch guy who takes everything way too seriously. I will be the best stabby guy. I will be the best stabby guy. I will stab all the things. And now I have this stabby robot, so I will definitely be the best stabby guy. I will stab- Although I lost my old stabby guy robot. He did. He's like, I lost my old stabby. My my stab stab. Little stabby. Little stabby's <laughs> That was on. actually the name of his robot, Little Stabby. <laughs> little Stabby. That's also his uh 
like whenever he does like rap battles. Yeah, that's his name, Little Stabby. Yo, I'm Little Stabby, and I gotta say that robots are the pits, yay or nay. Well, I'm you know, this clearly could have been a, a rapper. He could have. Could have been worse. Yeah. I expected worse, honestly. I was prepared to 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 shut it down. <laughs> I shut it down myself. Um. Turn down for that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you can catch me on my new album, Rappin' for Anime. Um. <laughs> Coming out Christmas, 20 never. Otaku Beats. Otaku Beats. Wea Beats. That's what it is. It's Wea Beats. Yes. I'm releasing an anime rap album. 2018. Wea Beats. Look for it. No, I'm not. Um, on Amazon. On Amazon. God. Anyway. Um, it's going to be on a tape. A cassette tape. Yep. Is there any other way? Actually, I was thinking about putting it on a floppy. <laughs> Did you, are you going to 3D print the save icon? <laughs> you see that? No. This so guy had, had a floppy, and this kid asked him. If, oh my, that's so cool! You three D printed the save icon. I love everything on earth, and human race was not a mistake. Um, but oh. anime was. <laughs> that's my segue. Back into anime. It was a good segue. Don't fight me. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, <laughs> I'm a professional rapper. I have a way with words. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, Dragon Fight. Um, Ernie V. Dragon. It's oddly intense, but also not intense at the same time. Here's the thing about it, right? So, robot battle with dragon. Yes, dragon robot versus robot who can fly. That's a good battle, and they did a good job with the fighting. The thing is, though, that Ernie was also in that battle, <laughs> and he has a way of just kind of mellowing everything out, even when he's distressed. He's like, well, that goes against my robot code, so I'm invoking robot code two, which is, I'm going to beat you. You can't put... You can't put robots on an airship. You can't integrate <laughs> robots into an airship. That goes against my robot code. It goes against my aesthetic. <laughs> my aesthetic is ruined! <laughs> and so he tries to fight, and they, like, knock out his, like, flying things. And he's like, is this an emergency? <laughs> that's, that's a word for word what Ernie Echevalier says. <laughs> Ernestine Echevalier says, is, is this, this an, an emergency, emergency? <laughs> in the middle of battle? <laughs> in the middle of... Falling from the sky. God love him, honestly. Is um, red guy down on the ground is fighting new guy who I'm supposed to care about, and their battle is really intense. The new guy has those uh, ether core, has one of those ether cores in his robot, so he's whipping out some real badass, insane moves that the red guy just can't keep up with. But basically what he does is just, like, wear down his stamina, and the core bursts, and red guy's like, I win! Boom. <laughs> um, I win lost. <laughs> so the bad guys end up retreating. Long story short. Um, and Ernie and crew are also like retreating. battered. And they also retreat, so it was a tie. And then we get to play a fun game of strategy chess. Yes. We <laughs> which... get a we get a uh <laughs> 
To which there are no rules. There are no rules. People are just kind of moving pawns whenever they goddamn well feel like it. There is no turn order. Everyone's got a stick, and they can use it whenever they want. <laughs> I think we should do this. Well, but then if we do that, they'll do this, but then we could do this, but then we're left open, so... And they have really cool, like, chess piece, like, figurines that Andy and I are like, I want to be the person who has to make those. <laughs> like, I want to be the person that someone comes back for the battle is like, so we fought a dragon. And the artist is like, go on. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, sculpting just a dragon. Just, like, chiseling away as they speak. And is that going to come into battles later? Mm-hmm, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I'm making a dragon. I've been waiting my whole life for this. They hired me to CG horses, and I'm real bad at it, but carving dragons. Now, that's a specialty. <laughs> Turns out, it wasn't. They hired someone else. <laughs> this poor guy will never catch a break. I have given this nameless character so many tries, wow. and every time you fire him and hire someone else. He's not good. He's not good at his job. Because this horse sucks so much. And now the dragon. He's just. Anyway. He's, he he has a niche and he just hasn't been putting it yet. What's his niche? Rocks. Yeah. Just just rocks. Just being around him. Touching him. Looking at him. Just rocks. He can't draw him. But he can't carve out of him. But he can be near but, but, them. Boy howdy. If you ever need a rock to be watched. <laughs> Duh. This is so good. This is the quality content that you all have signed up for in our finale. Telling you what. <laughs> what so, uh, 50 more minutes. <laughs> Three episodes in yeah. for an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what else happened this episode. I guess the new queen, the blonde girl who's, like, dating kid, she, like, had a moment where she was like, my troops will assist you, and everyone's like, oh. To. She's like, no, I'm gonna. So her robots with all their tiny arms on their backs that crack me up. They all gathered and she gave a moving speech and they're gonna go fight. Oh, and uh, the bad guy, the engineer guy who's absolutely loony brains. He has come Kojas. Up- How did I forget his name? Kojas has invented a new ether core that is like humongous. Monstrous. And he's like, uh, you know, this, he's like talking to Eyepatch Guy and he's like, this thing is rather unstable, but if you tell me you don't want to install it, then I've got bad news for you because I already did. <laughs> and Eyepatch Guy is like, it's fine. And he's like, woohoo! Let's I'm go! Coming, I'm coming with you next time. <laughs> I'm going. Because he was all bummed this episode the whole time. He's like, oh my dragon, how's it doing against Ernie? I wish I could watch it. So yeah, he's invited himself. Um, We're just gonna go. Horribly. Him and Ernie, uh, they're they're gonna be good friends. I think I really feel like they're gonna connect. <laughs> they're gonna swap Facebooks. Okay. He doesn't live in modern times anymore. MySpace. <laughs> gonna die. That was such a good joke. What the fuck? No. Zangas. <laughs> Zangas. They're gonna swap Zangas. All I ever did on Zanga was steal uh, icons from LiveJournal and then post them on my Zanga and be like, these icons are so lit. And I would talk about each icon. Like, you know, icons. 
like icons, I'd be like, I like this icon because blah, blah, blah. <laughs> one time I got in trouble on my Zanga because I took one of those quizzes that was like, what is your favorite food? What is your favorite TV show? And I posted, like, one of them was like, What's Earth. your favorite sexual position? No, it was like, what is your, it wasn't stripper name. It was much more PG than that, but it was something like that. Like, what is your, like, horror movie name or something like that? And it was like, it is your paternal grandfather's name and your favorite, like, treat. And so, or, but reverse that. So I put chocolatey dick, because my paternal grandfather's name is Richard Corn, but we call him Dick Corn. His name is Dick Corn. And I, I did that on purpose because I thought it was fucking hysterical, like chocolatey dick. Like I could have done chocolatey Richard or not posted it at all. But my mom found that post and was like, you think you're fucking funny, don't you? And I was, yeah, I do. <laughs> I was like 13. <laughs> I'm hysterical. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun deep dive into my Zanga days <laughs> with my Subasa backgrounds. Um... I'm going to bring Zanga back. Oh, Zanga's so good. <laughs> so good. Is it even still a thing? Uh, probably. I want to find out. We're going to do a quick little research. Well, yeah, but we should pause our episode. So we're going to be back after part two of our number three. Yes. And with news about Zanga. Be right back. Number three, part two of our Fangirl 5 is... Is still Boruto Naruto's Next Generation. Is still the robot one. <laughs> Um, I like how we completely dropped the I was born into a new world thing yeah, so we long totally, ago. Totally. I really thought maybe at the end there we would get a little. Nope. Ernie did kind of like at the end there, he was like, I'm going to invent airplanes. He didn't say that with his mouth, but he was thinking in his head, I'm going to invent airplanes. <laughs> and it's going to be sick as hell. I really feel like there was an element of this. That just got lost. It's sad because it's I really feel like sad. they could have done so much with it. He could have. They could have done so much with it. Alternatively, he could have just been a kid obsessed with robots. He didn't have to be from the twenty first century to be obsessed with robots. Did it like? Was there reasoning that it gave him a more advanced like understanding of technology because he wasn't an engineer in our timeline? He made models what? out of like plastic and glue. Unless he was a real nerd and he, like, got into engineering, like, the science mind. He was up all night on Wikipedia looking up how Gundams run, like, maybe? But still, like, no. It's uh, great series. It was a great series. <laughs> it was just but that it, one plot line that drives me nuts. It did not need that. It did not need it at all. Or could have done more with it. Or... The opening could have just stopped putting background noises in. There are a few things. Yes, that's one of them. All the way up until the end. Ernie saying, on my robot soul. <laughs> and so that was spoiled for us. So then when he actually said in episode, on my robot soul, we were both like, ah, yes, Ernie. Instead of like, oh my god, as we would have been. Oh dear. So it's round two, Dragon versus Robot. And, um, the dragon, the robot has brought some new toys, and the dragon is like, go Super Saiyan. <laughs> so it mega evolves. <laughs> Into Dragon Robot X. 
Not the Y one, the X one. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. We were playing X. Of course it did. Also, this is... I'm deterring. The woman in the opening this whole time who have been like, I can't wait to meet her, has been the fucking queen the whole time. She was just in, like, pink colors. And it wasn't until the last episode that I was like, oh, that was the queen. <laughs> Useless. Useless. <laughs> anyway. Which is what her entire character arc was. Yeah. Um. So... The, the dragon, uh, basically the core, the giant core that Kojas made, like, makes a big barrier around the dragon in dragon shape. shape. So it looks like it's grown real large, but Ernie's like, I ain't falling for that. I know that's not possible. <laughs> it's a barrier. And you know how you get past a barrier? If it's not going to take physical attacks, you just got to go point blank. Just dive in. Just ram right your way pussy. through. <laughs> ram your way through. So he does, and he wins. Boom. Um, Comes in, dodges the fire, dodges the dragon claw. Oh, there was one really cool part where those new toys that Ernie brought in, I forgot about that. They were little, like, spikes that, like, the dragon was like, you can't hit me with those, and, like, zapped them, and then some oil fell on the ship, and well, Kojas was like... We didn't know what, we didn't know it was oil at first. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, black spots. And there's, like, just stuff falling on the ship, they're like... What is that? Kojas is like, is that oil? Oh, it's oil. And fire. (laughs) The entire dragon just caught on fire. And Kojas is living. He's the best character, honestly. He was so good. This whole episode, he was like, we're on fire. Guess we gotta do the thing. Um, And then he starts yelling about him and Ernie getting to, like, a weird... Morals battle. Not even morals, aesthetics battle. And Kojas is very... Aesthetics, yay or nay. (laughs) Yeah. And Ernie's pissed off because he's breaking Ernie's robotic aesthetic rule. And Kojas is just like, aesthetics don't fucking matter. Meanwhile, build a fucking dragon robot. (laughs) Sit down. Have several seats. We need to talk. It was so good. And uh, so yeah, Ernie does win that one because he gets through the barrier. (sighs) <sighs> and so Eyepatch Guy just kind of up, up, and away <laughs> out of the dragon mane into his robot, which is fused to the top. And he's just trying to take down anyone and anything at this point. He's actually going after the queen. He's like, if I could just kill... This guy is the only, like, competent person on the bad guy's team, because he's like, you know, I've only got one life, I'm giving it all to this war, and if I'm going down, I'm taking the queen with me. Like, anyone else would have been like, ah, stabby, glory, I'm getting out of here. (laughs) But he's like, no, I'll give my life and take out the queen. Uh, Meanwhile. Hashtag goals. Meanwhile. Uh, little stabbies, little stabby. What was little stabby doing? <laughs> Losing. <laughs> yeah, he was fighting a uh, dual sword meaty guy and uh, dual shield. I don't know why I said dual sword. Dual shield <laughs> meaty guy, and uh, yeah, he lost at some point. I think. Anyway, <laughs> irrelevant. So the queen is in danger, and kids like no, and Ernie's like no. Yes! And Ernie wants to be queen. <laughs> Ernie wants to be queen. Oh, he just can't wait to be queen. 
Kid gets like on the dragon and he's like. <laughs> First of all, Kid is in his little centaur robot. Yeah. Jumps out of the airship, runs along the airship, runs along the dragon. The only problem with that is Kid and Addie and the robots are stuck in the airship earlier talking about how Kid can't wait to get in on the action and Addie reminds him we can't go anywhere where the airship's power supply. <laughs> so he jumps out of the airship. The power supply just like, you know, fuck it. <laughs> so good. He just like bails. Yeah. But it's for the princess. And he goes and he like, you know, is like attacking and stabbing and doing stuff. And then Ernie is like, the heart of a robot and the circlet of a queen are not just things to be looked at. That's his big war cry as he like stabs the dragon into oblivion. Mm. And uh, the bad guy blows, he like incinerates. And uh, as he's incinerating, Kid is just like on there and he's like, well, goodbye world. Yeah. <laughs> and Ernie's like, no, jump out of your robot into my robot hands. <sighs> and so Kid's like, ah, oh, there you are. Jumps out of his robot and he's like, goodbye robot. That robot, he's gone. But it was very cute. It was a very yeah. Iron Giant moment of kids standing on Ernie's, like, giant robot hands. <laughs> uh, which, first of all, they've brought robots back from so much worse. I know. They're, his robot will be fine. They'll make another one. Like, chill. You know, um, this whole overreacting thing you're doing? Stop it. So, in the end, they win. And the bad guy nation is like, Mer. and <laughs> um, everyone goes back to celebrate. Uh, the queen is officially queened, and Ernie, the king of Ernie's place, is like, give Ernie everything. Just give him like fucking everything. If he asks for it, just give it to him at this point. I will give you literally whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> you little monster. <laughs> you it's like little. I monster. won't hold back. I want a laboratory. <laughs> I want a laboratory. Glasses. Yes. I want more robots, That's... and no one was surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, when they're leaving, there is a moment. I was waiting for a kiss this whole time, and I, I got pretty close. I'm pretty satisfied with what I got, because I knew I wasn't going to get a fucking kiss out of this anime. It's just one of those animes. So, uh, the princess, not the princess, the queen... Eleonora, like, kid is, like, leaving, and she's like, wait, and she's, like, talking to him, you know, obviously, like, digging for some romance, but he's, like, so awkward, doesn't know how to handle it, so he's like, hey, come visit me sometime, and starts to walk away, and she's like, you fucking idiot, and, like, hugs his back, like, just leans against him, and is like, please just let me for, like, two seconds, like, please. Pretend that you like me. And they just have a moment. Meanwhile, like, literally everyone is watching, and Addie's like, I'm gonna beat him when we get home. <laughs> And then the other girl, the the titties girl, is like, our team has so many dense men on it. And then the guy who, <laughs> the dual shield guy is just like, huh? Yeah, and Ernie like, also please, said something dumb. Like, they're stop. all dumb. <laughs> they're stop. all dumb. You're all idiots. They're all dumb. <laughs> and I love them. The most competent person in the series was the eye patch guy. <laughs> He's dead now. Rip. Um. So they're flying away. 
we we skipped a bit. I don't remember what any of it Oh, was. no, we didn't. So, as we're, they finish there, and they're flying away, and we see this little ship just like, beep, 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 right by their big ass, by Ernie's big ass airship, and it's Horatio Kojas. He's alive, and he's in the tiniest little, like, airship he has made. He's like Professor, like, Eggman. Yes, it's so good. And he's like, Ernie, let's see how long your aesthetics hold up. And then he's like, which city will I sell my technology to next? Looking through, like, a map with holes in it. And I love him. He just beep, 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 away. So good, I'm gonna die. He's pure. So that was He's the end. Pure. That was pretty much the end of Nights and Magic. Um, we were alluded to because then afterwards they had the whole spiel about like Ernie's lab and his new robots, and he went off on this little like ending tangent about how much he fucking loves robots, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm gonna create air travel," and he did. Like we get this in exposition afterwards. Like air travel was invented, and it was widespread across the globe, and it changed everything, and they all entered into an era of airships but that's a story for another day and you see ernie and addy just like fly off into the sun and incinerate and die the end how romantic (laughs) so that was the end of nights and magic good show with great potential some wasted wonderful animation great animation very good character designs hold on we didn't do it for Fast Finger First Magical Circle Guru Guru, but go back. To what? Read the the synopsis for Nights of oh, Magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah! I forgot we used to do this. Okay. A genius programmer and hardcore robot otaku is reborn into a world of knights and magic, where huge robots called silhouette knights roar across the land. Now reborn is Ernesti Echevelier. He uses his vast knowledge of machines and programming talents to begin to make his ultimate robot, but his actions have unexpected results. Uh, the dream of the robot otaku will change the world. They really, I mean, at but, least, when, here's the thing about this, is that at least it confirmed to me that we did see that opening scene about him being reborn into this world, because as far as I'm concerned, it was a goddamn fever dream that we both shared, because <laughs> yeah. they never mentioned it again. So thank you for validating that. They make it sound like that's like... A him thing. being reborn plays a huge part of the story. Like it's a thing. For like the first three episodes, maybe. 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 I remember, okay, so reading that again, I do remember in the first episode, he's like super good at magic because he's a programmer. Yeah. But like, that's where that ended. Yeah. And really, could have just been a good programmer because he was stupid, smart, and a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> He could have just been good at magic because he was born with good magic. Like, it didn't have to be a reborn thing. Anyway. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anime had to do the thing, and it's fine. I forgive it. It's anime. Sometimes you just gotta turn a blind eye. Okay. We'll be back after our number fur. Number fur. Number fur. Furries. Number furries. I wonder, before we cut this off, if we're going to get any plot in either of our two, hmm. these last two shows, <laughs> A Centaur's Life, which has had no plot, and Henologic, which has also had no plot. It had one episode of plot. <laughs> it was a fun plot. It was that one where Rose was like, peace, bye, and like, that was like an episode ago. 
But now, hmm, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we'll be back. We're watching you plot. Number four on our fangirl five was a centaur's life. I'm done with it. I, uh, so the first part of this episode was the RPG thing that we've been waiting for, like, all season. Because it's been in the opening. It was... Not a surprise that it was overly sexualized because it's overly sexualized in the opening, but it was still like, okay, I'm over it. Yeah. But it was, it still had its, like, moments, and it was very cool. They, like, did their battles, but they did them in the lackluster way that is very, like, very, uh, specific to the show. Yes. Like, their little ram friend just being like, okay, I guess I'm gonna do magic now, um... Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Gotta draw my circle. And just kind of taking her time. Yeah. She uh, was not invested at all. Also, Sue was a dancer. She was a priestess. She was so cute. Super cute. Everyone was very cute. And Hime, when she did land her arrows, uh, very cool. Yes. Very much into archers, so I appreciated that. Um... (laughs) Uh, they got into some hentai slime, and that was, like, <laughs> that was, like, gross, like, just for existing, but then funny, because the only one not in it was the blonde ram, and they were like, hey, free us, like, use your magic, and she's like, I mean, I can, but I don't think it's hurting you guys, it's just making you do sexy things, like, you'll live. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in all fairness, is perfect payback <laughs> for them forcing her to show, show them her, her vagina. vagina. <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. She's like, uh, you guys will live. Okay? You don't need me. Um, it was very funny. <laughs> and then their final boss was uh, the angel. And... <laughs> they beat her. They beat her, like... Super fast. Um, first of all, <laughs> they walk up to the boss entrance. And it's literally like a door at the school. <laughs> It's very good. It says, like, office, or office, personnel only. And they enter, and it's Tomachan. She's just like, um, you can't use magic or attacks to beat me. You have to beat me with knowledge. You have to know what my secret is. And the satyr girl is just like, can you stuff your bra? She just has a ready knowledge of these things. Like about just people. like that fast. Just like you're you look like a you look like a bra stuffer. You look like a cheapskate. Busted. Her bust was busted. But it was a very fun little segment. I mean, way too sexy. They did make fun of their own sexy outfits, like, wow, it's cold down here. Yeah. And being like, wow, I wish I had your outfit, Kyoko. And she's like, well, I mean, you should have thought about that when you were picking your jobs. Because she had, like, a cape that, like, <laughs> covered her. <laughs> it was just very, very funny. And then, so find out that it's just, like, a story that one of the lesbians wrote. See, it was very good. Because I thought it was going to be, like, some video game, like, a virtual reality thing that they were playing. But, yeah, it ended up being a story that the, like, the mischief lesbian had written. And when you go back to reality and you just see the back of her head, I went, oh, of course. 
And they were like, you just wrote this as one big inside joke, didn't you? And she was like, is that what it looked like to you? <laughs> and then they started calling her out, like, why would we be wearing bikinis? What good would bikini armor be? And she looks at the draconic girl's flat chest and she goes, good point. Good point. <laughs> Which was very funny because in the very, very opening scene, they try to do like a sexy like panty shot of everyone and they show her chest and it's just a little sheen on top of her non-boob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Hime's thing I have a problem with. Her nipples are not that deep under her boob. They're like probably more like up here, but her goddamn thing ended like down here. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. She's like stuffing her nipples under there hardcore. So, uh, the second half of this episode is just pure. It's an arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> to determine... Who matters? It was like arm wrestling Tur- tournament, and he may like, "Why are we arm wrestling?" And no one will tell her. She asks like five times. <laughs> Every time she fucking goes up, she's like, "Why are we arm?" Wrestling? But why are we arm wrestling? <laughs> like in the last round, she's like, "Do I? Can, I'll just quit." Why are we arm wrestling? <laughs> so like, some notable victories. Um, Sasu goes out in the first round. Kyoko goes out in the first round. <laughs> Uh, Hime loses her first round, and then they make her redo it. Even her opponent is like, that wasn't fair. You cheated. You lost. You should not have lost. Battle me again. And then when she wins the second time, she's like, oh, my honor. And it's like, you let her redo it. (laughs) I was so bitter about that the whole time. Well, they let her redo it because she, like, lost on purpose. I was bitter. I was bitter. She literally even looked at the girl that she was arm wrestling and goes, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. She, like, nodded her head a little bit, like, yup. Um, uh, there's a few other, oh, Mitama beats her, like, really cool, like, suave cat boyfriend, girlfriend person. Um... In the first round. And then goes on to continue winning battles. And people are like, yeah, I like work out. And she's like, people build their strengths in other ways. And thinks about her sisters climbing all over her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the final four was Hime, the unicorn lesbian, uh, Mitama, and Nozomi. Yeah. And so it came down to Mitama and Nozomi. And... They battled out. It's real heated. It's real good. Like, Nozomi, work, like, is a karate person. Like, works at a dojo. Is mm-hmm. actually very athletic. Mitama has her whole, like, yeah, I've got my sisters. Oh, I lift every day. And she wins. So then it goes to Hime and the unicorn lesbian. And everyone's kind of like, okay, we get, like, all these other people that do, like, training and stuff. But, like, how has the unicorn made it this far? And her girlfriend's like, Love. love. <laughs> Love will keep us together and winning our wrestling tournaments until some centaur comes along. Kicking their ass. He may beats her very quickly. And they're all Not like, surprised. guess your love wasn't strong enough. And she's like, oh. <laughs> so then it's down to Mitama and Hime. And I said out loud, it's the battle of who is the main character. Because... 
Who the fuck is the main character? Turns out he may. This whole time, it was he may. Turns out the centaur is the main character of a centaur's life. The centaur is the main character. She wins. So, that was the centaur's life. Turns out it was about the centaur the whole time. Um, <laughs> but it was also about very other... It was about other things, too. Sometimes it was about an angel. Sometimes it was about... One this, time it was about lesbians. That was a good time. Yes. Love the lesbians. I love the lesbians. And their, uh, their strength that is based off of love. Yes. A centaur's life. Not quite what I thought it was going to be, but at the same time, um, I enjoyed myself. It did have some, like, serious moments. It oh, was it had some very serious slash dark moments. It had some very, like, political and, like, some... Some interesting messages that it was trying to get across while also being, like, grossly sexualized as anime can be. So, you know, there's, like, that whole thing that you have to struggle with as the watcher, which is, like, yeah, I get what you're saying about race, but also, like, your mermaids have human genitalia. <laughs> well, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Um, the whole, like, political issue, like, died out, like, kind of. Like, it was pretty, really heavy at the beginning, and then there was, like, one episode towards the end that was, like, oh, yeah, we were, like, a really political thing there. I don't know that the spacing of that is necessarily true, because Sasu wasn't even introduced for, like, the first five episodes, and then when she was introduced, there was a lot of political stuff, and then there was, the World War II episode was only, like, two episodes ago, and then it... Yeah, I don't know. It just had a lot of weird messages. Like, a lot of stuff going on. There was the whole thing with Mitama's dad. That was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was an interesting show. Um, show information. Yeah, okay, so I'll read this. Kimihara Himeno, also known as Hime, goes about her life, love, and studies just like any ordinary high school girl. The only difference is that she's a centaur. She enjoys her school life along with her classmates of many unique shapes, including Nozomi, the draconid, Kyoko, the goat folk, an angel folk class representative, and Sasas-chan, the Antarctican. Hime's younger cousin, Shino-chan, her friends, Maki-chan, and the class representative's four younger sisters, also join in the cast of this very cute slice-of-life story about girls who are human, yet aren't. I remember reading that uh, synopsis at the beginning of the season, and I was like, you're all in my dead grave while I read all these fucking names. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know these people. <laughs> We're like friends now. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's pretty much what it was about. So yeah, that's what yeah. life. Great opening and ending. I like the opening. I love the ending. Um, the opening is very misleading. <laughs> I mean, they did the RPG thing literally verbatim. <laughs> I know, but also, like, the whole opening seems like... This is gonna be, like, some exciting bullshit, and then it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Depends on your definition of exciting. It is exciting for a slice of life. I'll tell you that much. See, I get I I've been ruined for slice of life because like the first slice of life anime that I ever really watched was Dragon Maid. Fair. And that one had some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I've watched way more boring slice of life than this. 
I watched Slice of Life where literally nothing happens. At least Centaur's life had, like, a message occasionally and some character development. And it was, it was interesting. And I enjoyed it. And also the whole, like, centaur thing. I mean, it's a good aesthetic. Yeah. At very least, I liked coming every day and, like, seeing the centaurs and the satyrs and the angels. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very good. Okay. Anything else? No. We'll be back after our number four. And number five on our fangirl five. From Lock and Logic, Hina Logic. Hina Logic. So, Hina Logic. A logistical nightmare. <laughs> a logistical nightmare. Um, it's the final episode, which means just like a lot of wrap up, pretty much. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Get the fuck out of my head. It is actually a winter wrap up because they're in their winter. And Yoyoi is like all excited that they're probably going to get to redo the practical. And they're like, nah, we're just skipping that test. We ran out of time. You guys are graduating, or the seniors are graduating like tomorrow. And Yoyoi's like, I'll never beat Nina. And so her and Mahiro concoct a plan. Well, because. You're, you're missing a crucial element of this. I'm cr- missing many. Um, Nina has been invited to rejoin the a- a- ALCA mm-hmm. after immediately following the senior's graduation. Yeah, it was pretty much like, uh, hey, everyone was... This was really funny. So Nina and Leon got called out in front of class because their teacher was like, everyone here was there, so I don't feel bad talking about this in front of you, but like, Leon, you're not going to be punished for what you did. Nina, see me in my office after class. But then her after office thing was like, yeah, your boss wants you back. Which is like what Nina's wanted this whole time. So did we ever find out why Nina was sent back to was sent to the school? I don't remember. I just thought it was because they were in like a moment of peace and there wasn't any war and she wasn't really needed. And so they were like, well, go get some education, I guess. Get your learner. <laughs> um... But anyway, they were like, yeah, come back. And so uh, you've been learnt. You can come back now. And that's what Nina's wanted. So, like, fair for her friends to assume that she's going to be all over that. And Yoyoi gets really sad. Yes. Like, really sad. Because Nina's, like, her friend. And also, she's like, I haven't beat her yet. And so... She starts trying to just, like, her first, like, method is to just try to get her to not leave. Um, Through the art of food persuasion. Yes. Uh, they have, the like, the good food, and they have Yuko say something really touching, and, yeah, it's, like, Nina's like, yeah, whatever, and they leave, and they're like, well, that plan failed. So then she's like, okay, well, we'll just plant pictures of... Her good memories here. And they have, like, a trail of them in the hallway. And Nina's like, what is this? I'm concerned. <laughs> but Leon is like, what is this? I'm living. <laughs> and starts to pick up all the pictures. And they're like, God damn it, Leon, you've ruined everything. Yes. And Mahiro's like, but I have a backup plan. It's this giant robot. <laughs> Which... Explodes. <laughs> Picks up Leon and Nina walks into the hallway and screams and then it explodes. <laughs> um, the whole time that this is going on, by the way, they've like told Leon that Nina's like gonna leave and she's just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I want follow her to be your, happy. Follow your dreams. I'm happy for her. 
So then her and Nina have like a moment where they're looking at the pictures and they're talking about all the good times they had and Nina points out the cherry blossoms and it's like really touching and you know. Oh, how gay. <laughs> oh, so gay. And then we get to the graduation ceremony. You go and the class president and like all of them are graduating. Oh, no, before that. Okay. We get to have a fun fight scene. Oh, yeah. See, I was leading up to it, and then I got derailed and forgot. Um, they, yeah, so, uh, God, Yuyoi is like, well, I guess I'm not going to convince her to stay, and I'll never beat her, and now I'm really mad. And Mahiro's like, well, I mean, we can, Let's we take can her work something out. on. Yeah. So it was really good. She's like, you know, I've never beaten Nina either. And Yuyoi's like, oh, ho, ho. So they literally sent her, like, a challenge, challenge, like, request, and they meet in the Battle Dome, where the Karens are defeated on the floor. Yes. And Mahiro and Yuyoi are like, whichever of us wins this battle is gonna fight you, Nina, and Nina's like, whichever of you wins, bitches, you couldn't take me on together. <laughs> so, they attempt. They attempt. It's a good, good, rousing battle. And Yoyoi actually gets, like, a hidden on Nina. Mm -hmm. And the whole time, they're just like, We've ne we're never going to be able to beat you. You're the best. And she's like, well, technically, Lion's the best. She beat me. She's like, I can take on Lion whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Because she's not leaving. Yeah. Is what she meant. But, what do you want? Pull it back a little bit. Um, so, yeah, they have that battle. And then it's the graduation and everyone's saying bye to Yuyo, or not Yuyo, uh, Yuko. And she's, like, all sad because she's, like, you know, been their caretaker for so long. And she's like, I'll miss you, but I'm going to the ALCA with my girlfriend and she's such a hasshole. And the student class president is like, what do you mean I'm a do you not love me? It's cute and good, and I love them so much. And then, cherry blossoms. Yes. Suddenly, cherry blossoms, cherry blossoms everywhere. Suddenly, cherry blossoms. Suddenly, Nina running. Nina's running, and it's the middle of winter, keep in mind, so there shouldn't be cherry blossoms. I mean... The cherry blossoms are literally springing out of nothing, but it is, yeah, they're, they're like magical cherry blossoms. And so Nina's running, and she runs past, the, like, the director of the ALCA, and they, like, connect eyes, and Nina looks away ashamed and keeps running. And she meets Leon, and they, like, have a moment where Leon's like, I just wanted you to remember us. And Nina's like, you goddamn fool. I'm not leaving. <laughs> and they, like, almost Don't you kiss. get it? I love you. It's very good. They, like, hug all dramatic-like. Make out a little bit. There's, like, a lot at the end there of characters that I have absolutely no emotions for, like the, like, Dean and her little girlfriend, and, like, I was like, wow, I do not care about you guys. The teachers barely care about them. I know. So... Nina went back with Leon, and they told everyone that she's not leaving, and... and they all act surprised. They all act surprised, and she's like, I literally told you fuckers this <laughs> yesterday. 
they all get into like a big tackle like movement that sends them over a bridge and then chaos ensues and the opening music is playing and it's just goofy fun silly times ahead and leon finds a fish she finds a fish and fucking murders it and (laughs) in scene it was just a good hoot and a half Little, like, romp about. Romp through the tulips. What are words? <laughs> um, Henologic. Henologic. From Luck and Logic. Here's the synopsis. On a spring day when the cherry blossoms have started to fall, the naive princess of a small country, Leon, begins her days at a school in Hokkaido. Oh, it was in Hokkaido. The the school houses a special facility run by the ALCA that trains logicalists who protect the peace of the world. Leon has a a lot of unique classmates in Class 1S, including Nina, the logicalist. This is the story of the energetic and adorable days of the logicalists logicalists in training spent together. It's time to trends. I was about to congratulate myself on being able to to pronounce logicalists like twice in a row, and I (laughs) fucked up the third one. (laughs) So, no congratulations for me. Well, no, you can still congratulate yourself for doing it twice. You just can't go on about it for very long. Also, can we talk about how Leon's dad, like, made an entire country just to keep her safe from having to go to school? That is still the best goddamn plot line. A small country. You mean the one your dad made? The one your dad made and named after you so that you wouldn't have to go to school to be a logicalist that you went to anyway. I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's the best plot. It is. It's so it's so extra. So yeah, Henologic. Cute. Not what you're expecting. It's not a lot of I mean there's a lot of battling, but it's not like because they're in danger at any point. It's just like training for the point of it is very interesting, like, that there was a war, and so we created these things to unite all of the realities, and now we still have these things, but we don't know what to do with them, so I guess we'll send them to school and keep training them just in case. Yeah. I do wish that they had gone the route of, but what if humans start fighting with, like, their logicalists, like, versus each other, but, you know, I didn't write the anime, so. <laughs> Slice of life, I guess it is. Yep. Um, Love. Ugh. Cute opening. Mm, cute I opening. Love the opening. The ending is stupid. The as ending fuck. is weird. <laughs> it freaks me out. I think it's supposed to be like a kinky thing, and I'm freaked out by it. <laughs> I'm worried that it's supposed to be a kinky thing. Yeah. Um, they're also, like, the concept art, or if this is based off a of manga, and I legitimately don't know if it is, but the, like, manga art stills are very, very, very cute. The, like, art style is very cute. And the characters are adorable. And very, like, likable. They're very likable characters. Yes. Nina and Leon and Yoi and Mahiro. They're, and the Karens. The Karens are okay. But, like... <laughs> like don't be a Karen. <laughs> don't be a Karen. Uh, and, yeah, the designs of the magical girls... 
on point. So, so good. The best transformations I think I've ever seen. Yeah, they were so, so, so good. The transformations were on point. The designs themselves were so cool. Yeah, it was good. Excuse me. Okay, anything else? I don't think so. We'll be back after the finale of our knots. <laughs> the not finale. <laughs> the not finale. But fangirl five Gushi. um was fox spirit matchmaker hey you know what i love magical circle guru guru <laughs> and how it ended on episode 12 with a nice little wrap up yeah <laughs> this one's like bigger cliffhanger than anything yeah. we've done bye <laughs> forever they came after us specifically they targeted us. Not that I need, like, a resolution to Fox Spirit Matchmaker to get any sleep tonight. At least it was this one, I guess. So, where we left off last time was Haku Gesho. Uh, they have, like, they're forcing him to reenact that whole scene in the hospital because they want Susu to do her, like, Super Saiyan thing. Uh, <laughs> they want to reawaken their memory so that she goes Super Saiyan. And they really want her to not be the stupid little bitch that she is I right now. sympathize. <laughs> Hardcore. Oh, definitely. If you kept looking at that and was like, but you could be so much better, you would also want to rectify the situation ASAP. But the funny thing about it is they're like, fuck Hakugesho. He's just like a means to an end, really. Yeah. We want our sister back, but we could care less about this fucking idiot. <laughs> so, they've got this demon... Who, uh, is possessing the, uh, is, like, over the hospital, like, reenacting the thing. And, um, the green one reveals that it's not the same demon that originally did the hospital thing. Because (laughs) Yaya accidentally killed that one. Because he didn't want to cooperate. It's not her fault. (laughs) So this is one that just, like, looks a lot like him. It's the one that was in Ofuki. And, um, he, like, has, like, Hakugesho and Susu in his little bind, and he's throwing them around, and they're like, yeah, if they just kiss, like, everything will be fine. In comes bad guy. Cool, like, Arabian goddess, like, voodoo magic bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) She's real cool. And she performs voodoo on the demon, which makes him go batshit crazy, which then possesses Hakugesho and makes him go batshit crazy. Like, green crazy. Which is, you know, notable, because later he goes red crazy, and that's worse. Red means green. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. And two plus two is two. If you add wrong, yes. <laughs> green means go. Red means stop. Yeah, pretty much. So, Yaya's like throwing Hakugesho around, like, taking him for his own money, like, everyone's bailing left and right because of the danger, and, like, you don't want to get in her way when she gets serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Sometimes you just have to make a sacrifice. Yeah. She, like, knocks that demon out of him, but then he's still possessed because, surprise... Double possession. There were two demons. The first one went into Ofuki, uh, 
and possessed him and then went into Hakugesho. Great. This, the first one, no, the second one, the, gr- the red one, the bad one, was in one of those goddamn meat buns that his awful, awful dad, like, got him to lure him. And then he's an awful, awful idiot and fell for the very obvious trap while saying out loud, this is a trap, and then eating the meat bun. There was a demon in that thing. So competency wins. Hopefully there was any. Twofold. It wins twofold. Um, this demon is bad news. And he, like, summons the pure flame, and then he's trying to get the, like, fake tears, and it's just, like, a whole ordeal. How Meanwhile, could show? Yeah. Meanwhile, our weird voodoo princess is, uh, <laughs> running around town. Running to on the foreground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running on the foreground, not touching the background at all. Really bad loop of animation of her running on rooftops, which are not like centered with each other, but also, she's running in a straight line. She's they just like recycled her running animation, so she has one like clip of running animation that they just repeat, and they just like treadmill the background. It's so bad. There's one point. I don't know if you saw at the very beginning where there's a gap between the buildings that she runs through. Yeah, she just runs right through it. (laughs) It's awful. Yep. And uh, so that happens. But she's fine. Yaya does, like, hit her with, like, an ice bolt, like, from 500 meters away, which is genius and good. She was like, what the fuck? And Yaya's like, don't mess with me. I'm mad. Mm, That was far. I must have missed. Oh well. Back to this. So Hakugesho gets a hold of some onions and summons his true tears. And Yaya is like, okay, you've messed with the bull, now you get the horns. And she has this giant, like, gourd of alcohol with her name scrawled on the bottom of it. And she drinks it and summons one of her tails, because she's the nine-tailed like kitsune thingy whatever so she's like one tail is enough and she summons one and she's like super badass and she has a flashback about haku gesho about toho gesho and how uh she like tried to challenge him once when she was a wee little babe still with huge honkers but a wee little babe and he was like messing with her sister and she was like i don't think so i don't like you i'll improve you and he like drank all her alcohol and then returned the gourd later with her name written on the bottom like really horribly <laughs> toho gesho is really cool <laughs> haku gesho is literally fucking awful <laughs> he does his braid <laughs> when he gets possessed the second time he takes out his braid and it turns into toho gesho's hair but for a moment it was like wait a second because <laughs> it just grows like 10 sizes as it's flowing out of his braid also what happened was he pulled off like the end of he, whatever was holding the braid in place he pulled off his little scrunchy bullshit and it didn't start at the bottom and work its way up. It started at the top and worked its way down. The braid undid itself backwards. <laughs> I hate this anime and the people working on it. The people who they hired originally to make the horse animation in Nights and Magic got fired and came to this show. 
where there are no rules and the points don't matter. <laughs> did you see that rock animation, though? <laughs> the rock animation. You didn't, because he wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed. You know what he was in charge of? That bitch running across the rooftops. <laughs> if only it was rocks, that would have been a little bit better, maybe. Not animation of rocks, just rocks. rocks. Being around them, touching them, seeing them. <laughs> Breathing the same air as them. <laughs> if only it was just a picture of a rock on the screen. That he had found on Google Images. I'm sure he's real good at finding pictures of rocks on Google Images. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Yaya is, like, doing her best to fight back against a possessed Toho Gesho reincarnation thingy. I don't even know what he is at this point. And he, he is being a really formidable opponent. So she ends up just, like, freezing. Actually, this is really funny. She, like, freezes him, unfreezes his mouth, throws Susu at him so that her forehead is to his lips, and then lights them on fire. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, a dumpster romance... <laughs> a... A dumpster fire of a romance deserves an actual dumpster fire. It deserves an actual dumpster fire. It was like two seconds. She just like throws them together and lights them on, on fire. fire. And you just hear Susu go, oh! <laughs> it's so dumb. And it doesn't accomplish anything. Susu runs out of the fire two seconds later like, ow, my bum. And they're like, fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> so, cut to several hours later. Hakugesho. <laughs> Still on fire. And they're just surrounding him like, like watching him. And Susu's just in there, like, wrapped up in a blaze. She's like, he's still on fire. It smells nice, though. Yeah. The one, like, Ofuki's grandpa is like, we should just treat this like a bonfire. And I was like, get marshmallows. <laughs> it was so funny. So stupid. So then, of course, at the very last second, he breaks the free from his fire. And he shoots something at Yaya, and Susu, like, jumps in front of her, screaming no. And she turns into whoever she is, like, the she that they keep referencing with the bells, her, like, old form. And then she just dissipates, and everyone's screaming and crying, and that's where we leave off. And that's how they ended the whole series. Weird. That's how it ended. Weird. That's weird that that's how that ended. Seems Not the fitting. direction I would have gone. It seems fitting, though. I would have picked anime a resolution. A shitty anime. Yeah, also, shitty anime. how did this bullshit get approved for 24 episodes? You know, God knows, honestly. Let's read this. In it's a so world, long. In a world where spirits and humans coexist and can fall in love with each other, many spirits see their human loved ones die before them due to spirits' much longer life expectancy. Even when that human is reborn, the previous memories of their past life is erased from their memory. However, it is said among spirits that a certain service is spreading. This service is provided by the fox spirit matchmakers who can revive the lost memories of their former lover. This story follows a young fox spirit matchmaker who tries her best to restore the lost memories and spread love. I don't think Susu's trying at all, honestly. 
You get my opinion on it. I don't think she's even trying. In like the first three episodes, she was really dedicated. She really to the gave cons. it her all. Uh, she's really kind of fallen to the wayside. <laughs> she's just kind of like, "What are we doing?" Oh my god, I forgot to mention the fucking idiocy. He's like shooting fire at her, and uh, at one point, his fire is like aimed right towards her, and it zigzags around her, and everyone's like, "Oh no!" He's like his true love. He like beat through the possession, and he's not gonna attack her, but. She's holding a lollipop out in front of her, and it was just because he didn't want to waste food. And he shoots like five more fireballs at her, and they also all dodge because she holds out the lollipop. And she's just like, you know, I wanted to give him this, so it'd be a shame if it got really dirty. And I'm like, you deserve each other, honestly. <laughs> Fuck you both. Uh, so stupid. So that's where I'm at with Fox Spirit Matchmaker. I want to know where her memory, like, what happened to her memories. Yeah, me too. I want to know many things that are never going to get answered. Because that's the end of Fox Spirit Matchmaker. So, should we do our awards? Yes. Okay. Ba -ba -ba! It's the Summer Finale Anime Awards. Yeah. Hosted. We have ten minutes to do this before we get two hours of recording time. Hosted by the My Little Pony Toys we've been playing all all night. <laughs> um, number one category one. Number category, one. Oh no, categories is character design. There are so many good animes with good character designs, though. Honestly. I think, uh, the, I think the best one is Centaur's Life because there's so many different characters. They're I all know. different. It's all so good. I know, but Knights of Magic had already in it. <laughs> and I really like the Hedologic character designs. Um, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Hedologic. Most objectively beautiful characters. I think I'm gonna stick with Centaur's life. I it's really like because it. There was all every character is different. Like yeah. it's none of this. It's like there's ten thousand shitheads. They're all different. <laughs> They're all unique, and it's good. That's true. Okay, character development. Um, I feel like I had an anime that had really good character development. What was it? Um, was it? I think Logic had the best character development. Because, like, Magical Circle Guru Guru had good character development. Fastest Figure First had, okay, like, predictable character development. Knights and Magic, no one changed. They're all the same idiots that they started out as. <laughs> uh, same as Centaur's Life. One person. Who? The guy who was crying in the second episode. Okay, fair. He had good character <laughs> development. Fair. Centaur's Life, they also, like, some of them had some decent character development. But Henologic, we went through, like, Nina's whole character arc and, like, Leon's whole character arc, and it was just, it was good. That was good. Classic, good character development. It, I... Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one, too. Um, opening... Hmm, Henologic. is good. A Centaur's Life is also really good, too, though. See, I like... 
I like there's three openings that I like. I like Fastest Fingers for its song, uh-huh. but they kept. But the and the, the original opening I really liked, and then they fucked with it a lot. So no, um, Centaur's Life I liked the song, but the like the animation was just kind of eh. Hina Logic the song was cute, and the opening the was, was so adorable. much work. It's so, so cute. yeah, that's my so opinion. much work went into that. But the ending is, is a Centaur's Life. Yes, hands down, no <laughs> other. Like the other ones that we have to go with are like. Magical Circle Guru Guru Which and Knights of Magic had both had the like just the walking like let's do the walking. Yeah. Um, fast. Uh, fast Finger first just had the bubbles, which were good because you got to see the characters, but it was like whatever. Um, Henologic had the egg thing that was weird <laughs> and probably kinky, and nothing about Fox Spirit Matchmaker was good. Least of all, its opening and ending. <laughs> yes. He, or not Henologic, a Centaur's life ending with uh, Mitama and like all of her like angel existentialism and the like stairway to heaven and the music was really cool and it was so dramatic yeah. and we used to like sit here and ponder about it and then we like embraced it and yeah I love that yeah. whole ending. That's so so good. Okay, animation. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Magical Circle Guru Guru. I loved the animation. It was so like was fast and like bouncy, and it never stopped. And it would go between the eight bit and the regular, and like <laughs> the, the weird, crazy animation. Shonen thing. I know, and it never lagged. Like it was never. There was never an episode where I was like, "This was their low budget episode." Like every episode was just on. It was yeah. extra yeah. as fuck yes. the whole time. I Guru Guru. Or Knights and Magic, except for the couple times when you, they really phoned <laughs> it in. Horse? The horse? The 3D horse? <laughs> I'll never forget the 3D horse. <laughs> Other than the horses, Knights and Magic had good, ma- had good animation. The- Honestly, <sighs> all of them had good animation. Like, Fastest Figure First and Hina Logic were so pretty, and Essentar's Life was always very fluid. Mm-hmm. And cute. And then Fox Spirit Matchmaker. Okay, well, that's just... <laughs> it's in our not for a reason. Um, writing, which had the best story. Well, it depends on what you like. Do you like exposition? Are you a fan of exposition? Because we got an anime. It's a, it's a sports anime. <laughs> the sport... Is exposition. Knights of Magic was also all exposition. I don't know how to tell you this. They both were. I know. <laughs> but Fastest Speaker First was more upfront about it. They're like, by the way, this anime is about exposition. Good God. Um, I think mm, Magical Circle Guru Guru had a really good story. I, I know. That's the <laughs> one I keep going back to. It, that is, it was dumb at times, but... Like, consistently, there were those moments that would happen that would just be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and well, like, also, they got so much story into the episode. They did. Like, and it, it was, was it was heartfelt and goofy, and yeah, I really liked the writing. And the dumb jokes, the ones that we caught, like, they were so quick-witted and very funny. Um, best character. Oh, no. Yeah, I know, this is going to be really difficult for me. 
for me specifically, me, Lindsay Corn. Coach. This is hard. <laughs> Listen, I want everyone on this earth to know how much I love Ernie Echevillier, but it's not him. Um, it's Sujin. Yoyoi was really good. Marie Kama was like my bae. Oh no, it was Sonohara. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He was so, so, so good. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely him. He's my favorite. The boy Sonohara. The boy slash girl Sonohara. The boy, yeah. That one. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Kojas. Kojas was so good at therapy and he was a surprise. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I, I love his stupid glasses. <laughs> I know. I know. And then at the very end when he's just like, hmm, let's see where your aesthetics get you. <laughs> with his mouth, <laughs> with a big hole in it. <laughs> you were so good. Um, this is just for me, but mm. I'll do it. My best ship. There was a good one. There were so there's a good one in every single show. Um it's very hard to choose. But it's Koshiyama and Marikama. Uh, mine, Sasajima, and his pocket buzzer. <laughs> you mean his son? Yes. You're into incest? <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, I wrote down best scene, which is a category we included after the fucking locker, locker. scene, because we wanted to talk about it more. Yes. And now we have to pick a best scene. Uh, okay, well, I don't know. What... Oh, I, t- I can tell you what mine is. I already figured it out. Okay. It's when the lesbians kiss in a centaur's life. <laughs> oh, girls don't <laughs> kiss girls. And girls, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. That's that is such a good scene. G- g- when you get... <laughs> girls don't kiss girls when they get older. Enter the lesbians. Lesbians enter. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. And most likely to recommend... I don't know. I loved all these anime, but there are reasons why I wouldn't recommend any of them. Probably Magical Circle Guru Guru. It's a good solid uh, remake of what I assume was a good solid show. The only reasons I wouldn't recommend the other ones is Fastest Finger First is good, but it's all exposition. So you have to be a specific type of person. Knights and Magic is also good, but also a lot of exposition and like kind of beating around the bush. A centaur's life had its not very good moments. <laughs> Kina Logic was just kind of scatterbrained and didn't really know what kind of anime it wanted to it be. It really didn't. It was yeah. problematic. <laughs> in Fox um, Rear Matchmaker, we don't have time. <laughs> I do not have time to explain to people why we keep going back to this goddamn studio. <laughs> uh, okay. But I will say, when I recommend people to Magical Circle Guru, I will press this, preface it with, but are you prepared for butt stuff? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of butt stuff. One and a half butt stuff. So much one and a half whole butt stuffs. <laughs> so maybe I won't. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe not. Maybe just, like, fuck this season. <laughs> I loved it, but, like... This season was weird. It was weird. Maybe Nights and Magic, just because, like... It didn't do anything too weird. It was probably our only anime that didn't do anything weird, like sexually, except with Ernie and the robots. And you get Ernie if you watch it. 
<laughs> and he's such a delight. In his robot soul. I know. I still can't get over Kojas. It's not about aesthetic. You built a fucking dragon <laughs> with little arms for teeth. How more? How much more aesthetic are you gonna get? Amazing. The little arms. The little arms. I think my thing. I think like if we ever do pick this back up, my my award is going to go towards the one thing that you, like, come around to. Because you always start, you, like, hate something, and then you come around to something every time. We can do that. What did you come around to? Uh, no, my thing that you came around to oh, okay. was the little arms. The little you arms. You were so off-put I was so, so off-put by the little arms, and then I came around to them. The, on the list of things that I was off-put about that I came around to, I mean... <clears throat> Fox Spirit Matchmaker, I came around to a little bit, but then it derailed me again because it stopped being about my spider bay, which was all I cared about. The little arms I was here for. I was okay with them. They were delightful by the end. <laughs> when they all hold up the swords and you just go, oh, the little arms. Oh, the little, look at the little arms. They like showed like the queen's like whole army from behind and they all have like a row of tiny arms on their back and I was just like, oh, the little arms. <laughs> Why do we need little arms? Why are we adding more little arms? <laughs> but, but when the dragon showed up and he had a mouth full of little arms, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> that was like a huge moment for me. I really grew as a person. I'm, gl I'm glad for you. I'm going to say this sentence, and it is going to be the best sentence that you can never take out of context ever. Are you ready? My life changed when the robot dragon showed me what you can do with little arms. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the little arms. Well, anything else that you want to say about our Fangirl 5 Summer 17? Thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you, Chris, for our theme song, 20 Singles. I really love that theme song. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. However long you've listened, I love you. We'll be back someday, just not next week <laughs> or for a while. We're going to go on hold indefinitely for a little while while just, like, life sorts out and stuff. And stuff. And stuff. We're also going to be uploading our last Trash Tuesday, which I have been hoarding, like a dragon <laughs> sitting on her nest. <laughs> but it's a good it's a good video, so go check that out. And, uh, yeah. And until the way in the future next time, stay trashy. Keep it trashy. Finger guns. Mm -hmm.